Hi, I'd like to welcome you to our show. I'm your host, Praying Medic. We're talking about life as a child of God and all things related to his kingdom. Thanks for joining us. If you're a new listener to the show, you can find articles and books and other resources on my website, www.prayingmedic.com. Now let's jump into this week's show. Today's message was recorded in several different sessions using my phone while I was on duty between calls. So you'll notice some inconsistency in the audio quality, which I apologize for in advance. I've been getting inquiries from people who want to learn about healing. And one of the things I want to address is the fact that there are many people who come to me and ask if I will train them or mentor them in healing because they have someone in their family who has fallen sick or was born with some kind of condition and they want to get this person healed. I don't mean to be insensitive about this situation because if anyone understands how badly you can desire to see a family member healed, it's me. My wife has suffered from many different conditions over the years and just like anyone else, I desperately want to see her healed of all of her afflictions and conditions. So I understand where people are coming from when they say they want to learn how to heal because they have a family member that really needs it. But I do want to say this. Healing is not really something that you learn because you want to take care of one situation. It's a bit like having a uh, burglar come into your house. Let's say your house has been burglarized um, two or three times in the last year. And you go to the police department and say, look, I want to take a police training. I want to go to police academy. And I want to learn to become a police officer because I'm sick of this burglar coming and burglarizing my houses. So you don't go to a police academy and go through police training in order to take care of a burglar who has been burglarizing your house. If you have a burglar who's burglarizing your house, you might want to install an alarm system. You might want to install some kind of security system. In order to deal with a specific situation in your life, you don't actually need to go through law enforcement academy and become trained as a cop. You become trained as a police officer if you feel it is your calling in life to combat crime. That is the reason why people go to Law Enforcement Academy. They've decided that they are not going to tolerate crime, and they're going to do whatever they can to try to apprehend criminals, to enforce the law, to keep criminal behavior under control. And in a sense, when people learn about healing, that's essentially what they are. We don't learn to heal the sick because we want to take care of one situation in our life. We learn to heal the sick because we believe it is our divine calling to combat the kingdom of darkness. Because here's the truth. Learning how to heal the sick is a very long process. In in a sense, it's a short process because once you learn what faith is and how it operates and what your authority is and you learn how to exercise it, you can fairly quickly see people healed. But in another sense, supernatural ministry of healing, deliverance, and all the things that go with it can be a very long course of training. In fact, it'll take you the rest of your life to learn everything there is to know about healing. It really needs to become a lifestyle, and it needs to become something that you do, not because you have one person in your life who needs to be healed, but because you firmly believe that it is your job, your destiny, and your calling to be trained and equipped as a person who every chance they get destroys the kingdom of darkness. I think we need to have 
a greater understanding of what our purpose is in life, what our divine destiny is. If you are a disciple of Jesus, you have been commissioned by him to heal the sick, cast out demons, and raise the dead, and proclaim the kingdom. All of us are called to do that. We've all been given authority. We've all been given power to do that. And doing that really needs to become a lifelong task that we take up. We need to continually be learning more about God's ways, more about how to release his power. And it's not something you can do in a week or a month. You can learn the basics of healing in a month or two if you just want to take care of somebody who's got an illness. But what's going to happen if that's your desire is after you get this person healed, you're going to forget about healing. You'll forget about miracles. You'll forget about deliverance. Um, you will go on your, about your life and find other things to occupy your time with. The problem with that is, and this is a little bit selfish on my part, but I can't really afford to invest my time and my resources and my energy in training and equipping somebody who just wants to get one person healed. It's my calling to train and equip saints who want to go out and advance the kingdom. And they want to live as mature sons and daughters of God who are destroying the kingdom of darkness every opportunity. There are people who are willing to invest the time and energy and learn about the ways of the Holy Spirit. They have realized that it is their calling to set captives free. And if you're not willing to become one of those people, you're probably best off just taking your sick family member to those people and letting them do the work. There really isn't any point in learning about healing. Just get one person healed. There's so much to learn. There's so many different obstacles to healing and hindrances and things that have to be removed and things that have to be changed. It's practically impossible to learn everything there is to know about healing in the short period of time that you're going to want to put into this in order to get one person healed of some stubborn disease. It's not something you can do just because you have one person who wants to be healed. Once you start to pursue healing and once you start to pursue deliverance and you start trying to get people healed and set free of demons, and I kind of put healing and deliverance together because you're not going to get very many people healed if you don't develop some decent understanding about how spirits operate. You're going to have to get rid of demons if you're going to see very many people healed. A lot of people don't really suffer much in the way of demonic attack until they start to operate in healing and deliverance. And when you start to kick demons out of people and make demons homeless, and when you start getting people healed and set free, the kingdom of darkness doesn't actually like us doing that. So what happens is you start to suffer demonic attacks yourself. You might run into a paralyzing spirit that is going to jump you and paralyze you in the middle of the night. You will start developing strange aches and pains that you never had before. You'll start developing all kinds of weird illnesses. You'll suffer demonic oppression. You are going to come under attack from the kingdom of darkness. I guarantee it. No one is immune to it. It does seem to increase once you start to push back against the enemy. And you have to realize we are in a war. All of us are in a war. We live in a battle zone. And the reason why people are sick and dying is because Christians are not standing up, taking up their weapons, learning how to use them and be trained, and fighting back against the enemy. So once you actually learn about the spiritual weapons and once you learn how to use them and start fighting back against the enemy, the enemy puts a big old target on your back and says, oh, well, you're going to fight back. We're going to make it a little harder for you. Spiritual warfare is part and parcel with healing and deliverance. There's no way you're going to avoid it. 
And this is why it's really not an option to make this a lifestyle. Because as you start to get people healed, even if you only think you're going to get one or two people healed, when you start to operate in the supernatural, the enemy is going to push back against what you're doing and is going to try to discourage you and attack you. You may not like that, but you can just be another person coasting along through life, making no impact against the kingdom of darkness. Quite frankly, the enemy really likes that. The enemy really likes Christians who are not interested in healing or not interested in deliverance, don't really care about picking a fight because the kingdom of darkness is advanced further and further when Christians do nothing. There's an old saying, all that is required for evil men to succeed is for good men to do nothing. And when Christians sit on their butts and do nothing and refuse to get trained and equipped in spiritual warfare, that is why we have hospitals full of sick people, graveyards full of dead people who die prematurely, and why the enemy is making a general mess of the earth. It's because we're not doing what we were commissioned to do. Again, it's my strong encouragement to every believer to take this stuff seriously. This is not something you learn for a few weeks or for a short season of your life where you just want to get one or two people healed. This is something you need to take seriously because here is what's going to happen. And I have, if I have one of these letters, I have a dozen of them. Somebody never really thinks too much about healing. They never think too much about deliverance. They don't ponder too much on the realities of the spiritual warfare until... Somebody in their family ends up in the ICU on a ventilator with some horrible sickness. And now they suddenly realize, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do about this. I don't know anything about healing. I don't know anything about deliverance. I don't know how to get rid of this stuff. What do I do? And it's easy for us to think it's never going to be us. But I guarantee you, one day, someone you love, they're going to be in the ICU. They're going to be on a whole bunch of medications. They're going to have a prognosis that basically says they're terminal. There's nothing they can do. That is the wrong time to learn. You do not want to be learning how to fight disease and sickness when one of your family members' life is hanging in the balance. Trust me, I know because I did that. I have lost two brothers and a father to cancer, and I was in the process of trying to learn how to, how to beat cancer, but I was too late for those guys. I have seen a number of people healed of cancer since I started learning how to heal the sick. But the time to learn is now, and the time to exercise it is every single day of your life. This is not something you do once in a while. It's not something you do just because a family member gets sick. You want to have these tools in your tool belt for the time that that family member gets sick, but you want to learn about it before that happens. And if you learn about it, and if you see these things coming, you can sometimes head that off and prevent it from escalating into something that becomes a, a terminal disease. It is warfare. You are a soldier. And you are either going to be a soldier who picks up his weapons and fights, or you're going to be a soldier sitting in an enemy prison camp. Ultimately, we're all being conformed into the image of Jesus. And if we're all being conformed into the image of Jesus, then we all need to learn to do the things that Jesus did. And Jesus healed the sick. He cast out demons. He cleansed the lepers. He proclaimed the kingdom of God. And those are things every single Christian needs to learn how to do. Because us being conformed into the image of Christ is us learning to do those things as a lifestyle. That is how the kingdom of God is manifest. That is how it is made known to the world. And I think it's worth our time and our efforts to learn how to do these things. And I would really urge everyone who has one person in their life or two or three people in their life who are sick to look beyond the one person that is sick. Look beyond your family member and take a look at your entire lifespan. Take a look at where you're headed in eternity. Take a look at 
what kind of things are really going to matter when you step into heaven and God shows you the testimony of your life. Really consider what in your life is going to have eternal weight and what will have eternal consequences. Learning to walk the way Jesus walked, to live the way he lived, there is nothing you can think of or do that is going to have more impact in eternity. And it is a lifelong learning. And I think with that, we'll bring this show to a close. Uh, Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next week. Well, folks, that is our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for dropping by. If you're new to the podcast and you haven't been to my website, you might drop by and check out the articles I have there. If you have any questions or comments about this show, you can contact me at admin at prayingmedic.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at prayingmedic.com. I'd like to thank you again for dropping by. I hope you enjoyed the show.